to the White Sox Daily Podcast. I'm your host, Xavier Sanchez. Unfortunately, today, Ben couldn't be with me to uh, talk a little bit about White Sox baseball. Uh, his Unfortunately, his power went out. Hopefully, his power is back on for the next one. Uh, I do really enjoy our conversations, but I'm riding solo. Um, I want to first do a quick wraparound of where the White Sox stand they're 38 and 24 through the first 62 games. 100 games left to go. Uh, it's going to be quite the ride. They are 6 and 4 in the last 10 winning streak of 1 and they're they're doing well. Uh, that run differential is still one of the best at plus 89. They have they're up 3, I think it's 3 and a half games now. Uh, I was waiting for one more game to finish up. Uh, and it looks like it may or may not have. I'll, t- I'll update us in a sec. Uh, they're 25-11 and 11 at home, 13-13 on the road. Uh, they they fare better versus 500 or worse teams, but that's okay. Uh, they're around 500, a little under against teams that are better than 500, but uh, you want a team to beat up on the little guys. Uh, correct it. It's not three and a half games. They're four and a half games up on Cleveland and seven and a half on KC and 12 on Detroit who they're playing this weekend and Minnesota who's was supposed to be one of the better teams in our division this year who uh they're now 13 games back uh it hasn't been the best of the weeks but it hasn't been the worst uh we had Adam Angle come back that's was exciting uh, but we were hit with some injury bugs. So um, on today's episode, I'm just going to go quick. But the, the two to three main topics is White Sox past week, Nick Madrigal and his injury, uh, and who could replace him, and what to look forward to this week. I want to begin with this past uh, two series. The White Sox took care of business against the Detroit Tigers winning two of three. Uh, tough loss on that Saturday. Uh, could have won uh, a little bit too late, uh, but they stepped it up with a another shutout on Sunday afternoon before their off day on Monday. Then they played a really solid uh, Blue Jays team, some solid pitching. Uh, tough to get some runs, but the first game, 6-1, definitely good win there Wednesday's game a bit of a disappointment some might say it was even a bit of a bummer uh, I know you're laughing thank you uh, at least somewhat uh, the White Sox had a lead late in the game and it was a tight game White Sox were tossed in bummer in they took out Lance Land, who was at 95 pitches after 7, and decided to put in Bummer in the 8th, holding uh, a 2-1 lead, and it just didn't work out. I don't know what Tony Oders was thinking. I do think you gotta put trust in your bullpen. Those guys should have stepped up and got it done, uh, but they didn't. But a guy like Lance Lynn, he's a veteran. He's a bulldog. I would have li- liked to see him at least start the next inning. Uh, even if you got what you saw in Bummer, that's that's what ha- what happened with in with Bummer. Who cares if it happens 
uh, with Lance Lynn either. Uh, let, let, him, let him toss to a batter. See how that goes. And if it doesn't look good, pull him. But 95 pitches, this guy has been a force all season long. His 1.23 ERA is the best in the majors right now. And he has continued to dominate teams. He's been he's has only one start that's below five innings pitched, and he has yet to give up more than three earned runs. Only one of his eleven starts he's allowed three runs. The rest were one, zero, or two. And he'll give it the long ball here and there, but uh, I think most of Major League Baseball has seen their their star pitchers have given up quite a few long balls this season. It's the way of the land this year. So uh, back to that Wednesday game. Unfortunately, uh, they brought in after Bummer. They brought in Hoyer, who allowed those inherited runners to score. That caused Bummer to get the loss and a blown save, his fifth of the season. So uh, this has been quite a reoccurrence for him. He's got to just kind of figure it out, see what's not working, what he likes best. Foster, once again, it always seems like these guys, they're not that, they're not bad. They they had a great 2020, uh, a slow start to 2021, but they've gone through short stretches where they look dominant, where they uh, start to pull things together, but one bad outing has caused all their numbers to spike. So give it some time. I think they'll figure it out. And it's no big worry. The White Sox have tw- plenty of guys. Starting pitchers are starting to go longer. Uh, relieve some of the stress on the bullpen. And some of the bullpen guys are coming back. Uh, hopefully Kopech soon. Uh, it looks like Garrett Crochet even got a, in there this week. And he looked phenomenal. 0.49 ERA. And the guy barely gets the pitch. Uh, a sh- kind of a shameful shameful to be see that. Hopefully we see more of him. Uh, tonight's game, I was waiting to do this till afterwards, heading into the next series. Beautiful all-around game, I thought. Uh, Keiko goes six, allowing two and eight strikeouts. He's not been the mo- uh, a strikeout pitcher since joining the Sox, uh, but he found it tonight. Usually, it's ground. He induces a lot of ground balls. Marshall clean inning. He needed one of those. Hoyer after the rough evening the day before, go scoreless, hitless. Walkless, uh, also strikeoutless, but he gets the job done. And our guy Liam Hendricks comes in with a clean save. He's now has 16. Uh, that might, I think that's an MLB lead. Uh, I'm just gonna check one last time to confirm that that is the case. He is. It's an AL lead. Uh, he's three behind Mark Melanson and with the San Diego Padres. A lot of the stats you're seeing this year, it's uh, it's like the White Sox and Padres neck to neck in most of them. I've noticed, but Liam Hendricks has yet to give up a run on his last 19 appearances now, something like that. I know he his last earned run was April 24th, and he's just been killing it. So hopefully. He even him and uh, Lance Lynn has said they just love the South Side and they're acclimating quite well. But I want to get to our next big part of this discussion was Nick Madrigal. Uh, before that uh, rough inning against 
the Blue Jays with Bummer on the mound. The White Sox had some even worse bad news, uh, and it had to do with our top second baseman, Nick Madrigal. Uh, As many of you may or may not know, I'm a huge Nick Madrigal fan. I've been rooting for him. Great, great guy. Uh, Great story. Hustles, plays the game well. Uh, It was in the seventh inning. He was uh, trying to run out of a single. Unfortunately, he, he tried to step on first, but his uh, stride was off where he slightly was in front of the bag and wanted to adjust to get his foot to touch first. But the way he landed, he ended up causing some hamstring pain, which he was immediately on the ground, could not put any pressure. White Sox fans everywhere uh, thought the worst, and uh, it looks like they're correct. Right now, he's was put on the 60-day injured list with a proximal tear of his right hamstring. Rickon said they they don't want to rush him back, but I know probably Magical hopes to be on the team this year at some point, and he's he's a guy that they that they need to replace because he was a big contributor, especially this last this last month. They. They don't want to rush him back because of his long-term success. There's lots of years ahead of him. And in this area, there's three tendons. And unfortunately for him, he fully tore one and half of the other, which they haven't fully ruled out surgery. But if it, the healing process doesn't work out, they'll have to reevaluate him and maybe go to do a surgery. But at the moment... Surgery is not topic of discussion, and they're going to evaluate him in a month or so. So hopefully we see him back and healthy. If not, it's time to replace him. I'm just going to go through a couple numbers. He's got 61 hits on the Sox. That's a team lead. He's second in runs, third in doubles, first in triples, first in average, third in on-base percentage, fourth in slugging, which has his numbers has been going up. Uh, that he had that home run a few weeks back, and he had another this past week, uh, and has really been putting balls in play to get his speed up there. And he's fourth in OPS. That's a huge loss to the team, as he has been one of the betters over the last 20-plus games. They brought up Brian Goodwin to fill that roster void. Uh, he was brought here in May. Solid, at, solid batter, but... He's no Nick Madrigal. Uh, for the Charlotte Knights, he's hitting 244, 28 for 86 with four doubles, three home runs, 11 RBIs, and 12 runs over 24 games. We'll see what he does and how soon they'll place him in the lineup. We saw they had brought up Gavin Sheets, but he didn't play. So with a guy hurt like Madrigal, maybe he does get time right away. Uh with Magical being out, it kind of forces the White Sox once again to decide, are we are we bringing guys in? Uh, it's been a year of just injury after injury after injury, which a lot of people are wondering, why is that? This is league-wide, but with the White Sox, you wonder. The last two seasons, uh, we they lost their best 
uh, what is he, a health trainer, or a medic of some sort, uh, Herm Schneider, who has been with the team for so long, and he was one of the best. They had, during his time, they had players be on these injured lists, the fewest days on those lists, the fewest, and now it seems like uh, their guys are getting injured left and right. It's a cause for concern. Uh, I think there should be some type of investigation and seeing like what is going on, or is it just dumb luck? Because that could also very well be the case. Some names that I saw get tossed around from several guys. Uh, I know James Fox said on his social media, White Sox should look into Adam Frazier, Ezrubel Cabrera, Eduardo Escobar, Jonathan Sh- Scoop, or Shoop. I'm drawing a blank, or Freddie Galvis, all on struggling teams that could give the White Sox a boost. We saw Freddie Galvis already can hit at U.S. Cellular, uh, would fit in nice. But uh, two that seem to be circulating even more are Adam Frazier, early 30s, and uh, former White Sox, uh, Eduardo Escobar, first on Frazier. He, he plays quite a few different positions, uh, third base, shortstop, second base. He's got or sh- outfield and second base, my bad. Um, he's having a career year in several of the stats. He's hitting 329, 392 on base percentage, 468 slugging. Uh, he leads the league in hits and doubles. Escobar, on the other hand, he, he plays more... Uh, most of the infield, second base, Nick Madrill's position, third base, shortstop, can fill in anywhere. Uh, 57 hits, 14 home runs, which is a lot for a guy at his age and his size. We'll see how soon they decide to make these moves. Uh, you don't want them to necessarily wager all their prospects or make uh, a trade that can come to bite us, but as I said in the past episode, if they're going to win, they're going to have to uh, evaluate the team and look. Uh, it's It hurts to lose a guy on this roster, but if it's one of those, as I mentioned, Chapman moves that puts them over the edge, you you got to get it done, uh, especially if this ends up being long-term where he's out. Uh, we already lost Eloy. We already lost... Luis Robert, and now Madrigal, and several others for various times. Uh, good thing Adam Angle's back. He already has a home run this week. He looks sharp in the outfield. And the guy who's going to play the outfield on a regular basis, we didn't have really a true outfielder. We had, like, first baseman DH is playing the outfield. They, they did well. Or old guys like Adam Eaton, who... Uh, we, I don't know how many more at-bats he should have at the moment. He's He hasn't been uh, hitting as well, not f- filling his uh, job the best. So they need to figure out what to do with him as well. Looking forward to the week, they head over to Detroit for a three-game set, who we just had a great series. And the White Sox, the last two seasons, know their mission. They pound these AL Central teams take care of business. This weekend we see Giolito over Scooble, who Scooble strikes out a ton of guys, so hopefully the White Sox minimize the strikeouts, increase the hits, and as they've been doing all season, looking to draw some walks. Nothing wrong is 
wrong with the walks. I know people don't like when certain players do it, aka Yasmani Grandal, but I'm pro walking. Next up for Saturday's game, Dylan Cease for Urena, another strikeout pitcher who the White Sox beat last time. And Dylan Cease, he he's lately he gives me some Lancelin vibes, a bulldog. The way he gets these third outs in tight spots, I've enjoyed it. And last but not least, Rodon versus uh, To Be Determined. Rodon's been our guy most of the season, a couple of rough ones as of late. But I know he'll click click things together. I like the guy. He's having a career year, and uh, what a pickup. A guy who everyone wasn't sure if they should bring him back. They got him a small deal, and it's really paying off. And I know it's going to pay off in his checkbook next year as well. Just running through a couple quick stats before I wrap up the show. Uh, White Sox today, Vlad Guerrero and Jose Abreu are now tied with 48 RBIs. It was a slow couple week or so for Abreu, but he picked up two with his two doubles. That's each score to run. Uh, the way he sprays his hits across the field, he had both in tight spots, both near the lines, one in right field and one in left field later in the game. Uh, Grandal entering Thursday, he had the worst average, which we've seen. Everyone's like, look at this average. He's not hitting. But the crazy part, uh, he was also eighth in OPS, so he's hitting the ball, uh, long balls, and he's getting on base, which that's what you, you like in the guy. I made a post saying, April was your mean Mercedes month, May was at Brea Makata's, and June so far, it's Yasmani Grandal. His bat's starting to click. He's hitting home runs, and now he's walking. And hopefully he can scatter in a few doubles. But his home runs, he now sits with 10, and that's second on the team. Lastly, uh, I got two more here. Liam Hendricks, as we said, hasn't given up an earned run since May 24th. His ERA was around 4. Now it sits at 1.71, and he has quite the strikeout-to-walk ratio going for him. And lastly, two here. White Sox starting pitchers have the second-best ERA, and they have the most Ks, their whole pitching staff in the AL. And the White Sox batters, a a team who, the last few seasons, they they hit home runs, they strike out a lot. This year, uh, strikeouts are still up, not as much, but they're second most in the walks. A team that had uh, a very poor on-base percentage for most the last five years. Uh, it's, it's crazy to see them walk as much. And that has a lot to do with Grandal, but a lot of other guys are improving. Uh, Tim Anderson squeezing in a couple walks. He had one tonight. Mankata, who I don't care if I'm a homer on this one, but he's my MVP and I think if he keeps up the pace that he had over the last couple of weeks, he will definitely be in the conversation come September, October. But that wraps it up for me. Uh, unfortunately, I didn't get to 10 minutes or even 15. This is 20 minutes. I enjoyed talking White Sox baseball. Uh, if you, I want to toss in a couple of quick plugs here at White Sox Daily. We're always looking for people to subscribe to our content either follow us on our social media we're on twitter and facebook we have our website check us out there feel free to become subscribers 
and uh, help us help you get the best content out. And lastly, I want to promote my last interview I just did for the White Sox Daily Podcast with right-hand pitcher Luke Schilling. That one was a, a great story. Someone who got cut by the White Sox because of the pandemic, now having a, a wonderful season with the Winston-Salem Dash. You can find that wherever you get your podcasts, or you can also find it on our White Sox Daily website. So once again, thank you for listening to the White Sox Daily Podcast, and go White Sox. Go White Sox.